You'll Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. Wow. Eight episodes into this new season, this new podcast season, this new season in life. So much support, so much push. Thank you. It is really fun to see all of this encouragement. However, there are those who don't root for people to win. They say they do. They think they do until, of course, people begin to progress and win. At those moments, cue the rock throwing. This episode tap dances around this idea, this concept, and I promise it's going to ruffle some people's furry coats. Gary V was actually talking at a conference room filled with social media professionals, and he told them before they left that everyone needs to absolutely have a TikTok account, but over 80% of you are going to leave here and never start one because you're scared to death of it. It is true. TikTok is for hot girls and dudes to throw their model faces, not for a funeral home. Hats off, though, to this young woman whose family owns a funeral home. I think it's in New Jersey. I believe it's Hollis Funeral Home. She is witty, she's funny, and she doesn't seem to care what people think. And she's actually the best kind of weird. So cheers to you for embracing that. I don't know if you follow V, but cheers. Speaking of Gary V, I encourage you to follow him on Instagram. And of course me, at Nathan Morris. And of course this podcast, at You'll Die Trying. I was watching this video from Gary Vee, once again, where he shared how his father was upset with him after a wine conference of sorts. Gary was going around in the 90s in this room filled with people, his competition, and he's telling them, all of them, how they better get on the email newsletter bandwagon and wave because that this thing was going to be the next huge thing for the profession. His dad, however, did not want their idea being stolen or used. The pushback was, why do we hold all of our ideas so close to our chest? Don't great ideas benefit the industry as a whole? Most likely, none of them even did it. So share your ideas, help others. But this episode is about those in our profession who instead bully and boss. Season two, episode 121, a show which pulls back the curtain, takes down the walls brick by brick and exposes the true hearts of those caring for those you love most. Roll the tape. It was 4.36 p.m. on the dot, and I am on my way to a death call out of town. Now, we had two calls come in simultaneously at this time, close to, of course, quitting time. And being the low man on the totem pole, the senior directors went on the death call in town 
while I had to make the trek over an hour one way. No problem. I enjoyed my time to think and to dream and to create. With all of us on transfers, we went ahead and transferred the line to the funeral home after locking the doors, if that makes sense. Everything that came in call-wise would roll to the answering service. Well, one did a call, and since I'm on call this particular night, I get the text message. The answering service sends a message. (laughs) I'll never forget it. And the message says, call, insert, owner of funeral home's name and their phone number. In my head, I'm thinking, what now? You'll learn why. I call the number back, and they answer. I call them with the respectful prefix before their last name, and I'm greeted with their annoyance and no respect. I noticed on your website, your words are too much like ours, which are trademarked, I'm told. Now, at this time, we are using a template-based site created by a company called Funeral One. Their site's are great and they provide websites for thousands of those of you in our profession. You may actually have a Funeral One based site. The words in question, a dozen or more funeral homes got together and trademarked this creative and lovely phrase decades ago. The phrase the Funeral One template contained was said to be too similar to theirs. In fact, I was told on the call, don't you have one Original thought. I wish I was wittier back then because it took a dozen or more to come up with their idea. So that in itself wasn't an original thought for one. Anyway, the frustrated call ended with demands to remove it, to which I said I would be glad to if it breached any type of infringement in fact. A company, though, the size of Funeral One would probably never have offered countless homes this lovely graphic and site if it was, in fact, copying. I assure you, the call ended with a hang-up. No goodbye. For me, though, I got to work in learning every owner of the trademark, calling many of them to personally ask if if what I was doing and offering on our site was bothersome to any of them. All were in favor of it staying as it had a totally different context. After that call, I made Funeral One aware. Nothing nothing ever happened after that. And that was my first instance of being bullied, demanding I do something for no particular reason in this profession. Or... (laughs) There's the time that we promoted how our staff perform our own cremations. And this one's still very odd to me. This is in a smaller location of ours, probably 45 minutes from a location with an on-site crematory. Our ad in the local paper stated how we were proud to be the only local provider who does perform their own cremations and that their loved ones actually never leave our care. You see, many smaller firms outsource their cremation care as a crematory is very costly. And if you are a smaller firm, the expense to purchase one and install is not worth that investment when you can call on a trusted third party. 
So it's not a bad thing necessarily, but in this instance, we were proud to be the owners of our own crematory with cremation technicians staffed in the smaller community, the only in that community. But somehow, some way, this was manipulated into us being misleading. And there was a letter sent to us to cease the ad by that funeral home. It was so absurd. I fought this with an attorney. The board was asking about ownership percentages and all kinds of other odd things because come to find out, a competitor didn't like the creativity and truth behind it, called on their good old pals with some pool and someone not even affected by this instance, one way or another, they involved themselves and made us stop running the ad on the grounds of quote unquote possible confusion. Uh, it baffles me. So these are, these are literally happening in this profession. Or the time I saw it with mentors of mine, ideas, ideas that I needed to be implementing to better serve our communities. I always want to know the next great way to serve. You know, many ideas I have received from teachers, Many of them I have taken variations of. However, this one in particular was far too beautiful to not implement as is. The 48-hour courtesy hold. Being in so many communities and working with so many lovely hospice organizations, I have absolutely nothing but respect and admiration for the work and care they provide. And if you are one of those individuals within an organization whom I have the honor and privilege to serve alongside, to work alongside, to call you my friend. Thank you. You are incredible. I monetarily support their efforts. I've personally welcomed them into my family's home multiple times. It is truly a cause I believe in, genuinely. The 48-hour courtesy hold that I was suggested was offering team members of hospice that I work with that I will assist you and transfer a loved one into our care if a family is too overwhelmed to make the final decision of who will care for them. And if that's confusing, I'll explain. Many times, deaths happen so quickly. These families, they, they can't make a delicate and difficult decision because they're going to be asked, which funeral home will be providing care? Some people haven't really thought of that. They are thinking of other things. So the nurse or nurses in this instance were simply told by me, hey, if the decision is too burdensome now for some of these families, simply let them know that you work alongside a provider who will simply transfer that loved one into the care at their funeral home until the family can make a decision that's comfortable for them. This does two things. One, it alleviates the burden in making a decision right then, right there at a bedside. Two, transparently, it frees up a hospice bed. A hospice facility can be available to accept yet another loved one in need of tender care. I mean, especially during a pandemic, the need for a 48-hour courtesy hold is lovely. 
So the times the reverent hold was actually utilized, both times, in fact, we weren't even chosen as the provider of care. No worries to us. The loved one was cared for. No cost to the family or the serving provider, except one occasion we erroneously billed the home the family chose all by accident. We acknowledged it. No big deal. We found out by, you guessed it, a call. I took the call, ironically, by the same owner who called a few years previously about a website. I hadn't heard from them in years. During this call, I was called a body snatcher. A body snatcher for wanting to help a loved one's family who, in a moment of severe grief, couldn't make a decision at no cost to anyone? Yeah. Nathan Morris, the body snatcher. By the time of this call, I was serving on one of our location's hospice boards. We have 10 homes now. I was so excited to be there. Being brand new to the board, I had just met a few of the members and had kept quiet the four meetings that I did have the privilege to attend. Four, because I was called by the board and CEO who met me at one of my homes to tell me I needed to either step down or we will have to further look into this matter in a more formal and public manner. The 48-hour courtesy hold. All on the grounds of using my position on the board to implement a program not approved by hospice. Ironically, the teacher and mentor who told me to do this 48-hour courtesy was serving on a hospice board, had in numerous capacities, and owned multiple funeral homes. And their hospice organization thought it was absolutely beautiful. And not to mention, I had shared my willingness as a business to support hospice with this courtesy care hold more than two years prior to even being on the board. So it wasn't a power trip. And our willingness to assist as a business in no way would require approval. Nonetheless, I I did not fight or argue this. I gracefully wrote a letter and resigned knowing I would join a board again. And this was all against my friends and mentors' suggestion. Hey, sorry, it's just me, everyone. Please be sure to take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, You'll Die Trying, right this second and share it with a friend. Also, follow me on Instagram at Nathan Morris. And back to the show. Are you ready for the next one? If you haven't noticed, there's actually a theme here. I got another incredible idea of participating in a hospice caregiver award. I mean, we have all been affected by death. It's probably why you are intrigued by this podcast even. We have all experienced a lovely and memorable experience with a hospice caregiver. So we welcomed families, staff, coworkers, someone affiliated with the organization to submit emails, letters. These submissions would showcase who they felt deserved they felt deserved special recognition. For five years, five, we did this, showing up early in the morning during staff meetings to recognize 
and present plaques, an award so many hung in their offices, at their homes, showed to friends. It was and is a genuine program. I love being with those I only saw in the dead of night during the day to do this. This is a moment for appreciation to be shown from a community to someone specifically. Guess what? Yep, this was shortly after the board incident, but someone complained to the board I was no longer a part of to share how it was unfair or something. Seriously, unfair. Unfair to step out of my way and offer a platform to honor someone so worthy to be honored? Absurd. By this time, I realized that I have dignity and the heart behind all my works are genuine and good. I was actually told I could no longer do them, these awards. But I, I said, I absolutely will continue I will continue offering a moment of recognition to the overlooked, underpaid, overworked nurses, staff, CNAs, office team, volunteers, those who devote their time and attention to people whom I love and that others do too. It was acknowledged that I could not be stopped from such an act of kindness, but I just no longer could take up time during a hospice organization formal meeting. I will have you know, we offer caregiver awards still in over 20 counties, and we have presented recognition to over 200, 200 caregivers. I am absolutely so proud of that. If you wish to nominate a caregiver, visit morrisfamilyservices.com to learn more. It is an absolutely amazing thing. We receive dozens of nominations a month. I want to share most recently, this retired woman was nominated for her commitment to caring for this adult in need of round-the-clock care. The individual said it's the first time in their life they felt independent, even knowing that there was someone there to tend to them nonstop. But her level of love made this individual feel as if they were, in fact, an individual independent. Think about it. This type of acknowledgement was attempted to be snuffed out by a greedy, fear-driven funeral professional because they didn't think of it first, perhaps, because they didn't do it first. I don't know. I, I don't even care. But this is the unfortunate truth behind some of the leaders in which you think are so kind and loving and giving, which I'm certain they are to those who are not of any threat to them. It's just years of turning the other cheek to remain above board has assured many of integrity and willingness to keep families my main focus and our guiding light my destination. At some point though, it falls on deaf ears, one's complaints. If it is legal, if it is ethical, we will make it happen. So to those who have shared incredible insight with me on ways to better serve, thank you. I pay it forward with the attitude of doing the same. Whether we compete or not, I think it only benefits us and a profession as a whole to constantly raise the bar. 
Honestly, the day I look forward to is when we can all gather around a table and share stories of things that we are going through, what we face and how we actually cope. My friend Brian Waters of Undertaking the Podcast stated when he and his wife were first dating, they were driving by a competitor of his and their building, and she asked if the competitor and Brian had a good relationship. Brian replied, unfortunately not. And her response has stuck with me. She said, that's a shame because they're the only ones who truly know what you're going through and would actually understand. Wow. The goodness though, it does exist. We were called one time to care for this little four-year-old girl who died at St. Jude's Children's Hospital. What you may not know, aside from the fact that St. Jude's is absolutely incredible, but they take it a step further and they cover any and all funeral costs for care or transportation of any loved one who passes away under their care. How lovely. And we, were, we received her to our home. The family stated they wanted her in a pink casket and to be laid to rest on a particular date. Of course, we committed to their requests. What was becoming taxing though was actually our inability to obtain this particular pink casket before the date of her funeral. As a last ditch effort, I called a competitor. I asked if they had one, knowing the likelihood would be slim as not many providers, even our size, carry excess caskets for little boys and girls. It's not a common need, thank God. In this event, divine, I'd say they did have the requested pink casket and I was actually invited to come retrieve it. I immediately, I drove to their facility, was greeted and assisted with loading the lovely all too small casket by the contributor. Expecting a bill of sale, I was instead said no charge. How kind. I will never forget that. He could have, should have charged me to take possession of this casket, but he didn't and he wouldn't. That is the friendliest form of competition I've experienced to date. And if they should stumble upon this episode, may they know just forever grateful we are for the act of kindness, which was shared with the family, angled as two funeral care providers working together to care for your loved one. How beautiful, how necessary. I guess if I'm pushing to share ideas, I should. So here is my idea. Write a handwritten letter. Really, it sounds stupidly simple, yet holds so very much weight. Thank those who trust you for that trust. Don't let the art die with technology. 
you will be amazed at the results. And I mean that. Think of all those times that you've been acknowledged and reminded that you are remembered and appreciated. A small little hope you're well, respectfully signed here. So endearing. Tug on those heartstrings with a genuine intent to show love. Write a letter. We challenge, encourage, quite frankly, require at least one handwritten letter a week. Even our social media department have to write letters, whether it be to vendors, whether it be to someone they encountered that assisted them with something small. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. Wow. Priceless, priceless, priceless. That is my idea. This episode is in no way calling someone out. This episode is simply keeping us accountable. I have been the recipient of unnecessary, unnecessary obstacles to which, remember, obstacles are not in the way. Obstacles are the way. I think it's important to acknowledge how, in fact, we handle situations, whether we are challenged by disrespect or challenged because someone is merely doing better than us, instead of being mad at them for it, why don't we own up to it? Round the crew, circle around the table, become brutally honest with oneself, admit fault, admit wrongdoing, Press reset and start again. It's amazing. It is not rocket science to take care of people. People deserve to know that they are loved far more than they can ever know or imagine. And it is our job to be uniquely different in how we show that. Keep that in mind. Funeral directors, Direct. Don't forget the title. Well, this is not an episode of death, per se. This is an episode of honesty and truth. For the longest time, I have played it safe. One, because I think it's important to play it safe and to be respectful for all of those whom we encounter because some people are far more sensitive to others. And should I ever have a shot to care for them, I need to be mindful of that. While others aren't as needy of such sensitivity. Nonetheless, I think I've just become tired of playing it safe for the sake of. I don't think you get very far in playing it safe. In fact, I know you don't. Playing it safe, you just blend in with the crowd. And I don't want to blend in. Should I ever bully? One, it would be unintentional. And two, I would hope that you would call me out because if you are doing something far greater than me, I tip my hat to you. And in a world where we say we are proud of and happy for when in fact most of us struggle with that, let's reform our thought. For those of you excelling, 
great job. For those of you who are struggling yet are being honest with yourself, great job. Because it's amazing what happens when you get down in the dirt and acknowledge fault. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. Be sure to visit youldietrying.com, get you some of that swag. How about pick you up a big old pound, a bag, of big turkey foot coffee get you some of that other good stuff and follow me on instagram at nathan morris follow us at you'll die trying on instagram as well and write a thank you note that is your homework write a thank you note i'll see you at the next one